Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Confessional Podcast. My name is Mike Moran, and I am your host today. And I, I am joined, as we almost always are, by producer Jimmy Seleski. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? Almost always. Well, I guess maybe not the first few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that weird time in between. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. time. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, dude. I'm How's good. the music going? It's going uh, well. We actually just, uh, I was telling you about before the podcast, we recorded vocals for one of our hit singles. Can't say hit yet, but uh, down at Magpie Cage. Um, so that's getting mixed right now. And uh, our whole thing obviously got put on hold for like 10 months while I was figuring stuff out last year, but finally right, rolling right. again, which is we good. Need, we need a word or a phrase or something to sum up the because of the pandemic that we constantly have to throw in there. Yeah. Uh, what, what could that be? We got to come up with something. Think about it, Jimmy. I'll think about it. Okay. This will be my only contribution to the podcast until I come up with that word. You, If you do that, you will be contributing 10 times more than I do, I guarantee you. <laughs> That's not saying much. Jimmy, this is what we're discussing today. We're discussing uh, horrific news stories, Ooh. media stories. Okay. The ones that freak you out, that scare you. Freak. Okay. Okay. That, that give you the jitters. Okay. That, I like uh, that topic. Lock you in the birdhouse. Yeah, we had a couple stories you guys up. were kicking around before the podcast that were good. They're not really news stories, were they? Which ones? The stories you were telling me about the kid get on the bike. And oh things. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh right, when we saw the kid get hit by a car. Yeah, to well, me it, it was news. You, to why you didn't you make life. that a news story, Doug? Isn't that your job? To- I was no longer working as a reporter, and I was on dinner with my wife for anniversary. So uh, actually, shut the hell up. Let me introduce you, and then you can talk. Got it. My friend is here. I've known this guy for a long time. He and I have done improv together. Uh, we've done some other stuff together. Uh, this gentleman was a longtime reporter for the Baltimore Sun, the premier uh, Baltimore newspaper. Uh, won a Pulitzer, right? That's correct. It, it, was that for the time you uh, got the mayor fired? Yes, the last mayor, uh, Kathy Pugh. Uh, right. The whole team won the How Pulitzer. How many mayors have you gotten fired at this point? Technically, I typically say Sheila Dixon was a... You got both of them fired? Not me by myself. Definitely the Pulitzer was for like 10 of us at the Sun. Okay. Uh, Sheila Dixon's... The investigation started based on all of my stories that I did on her wow. prior, and that led to a pretty long investigation before they were able to convict wow. her. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. So basically, Baltimore's biggest snitch... That's right. <laughs> we have Doug Donovan. <laughs> Woo! Thanks for coming, man. Good to see you. Mayor Slayer. Uh, now, you are, are no longer working in journalism, correct? That's correct. I am working in communications at Johns Hopkins University. What does that mean? Primarily, I work to promote stories coming out of the university, mainly research, stuff that's interesting and pretty weird and wild, like out of physics. Or right. What, what are they working on now? Well, there's some artificial intelligence stuff that should put you out of work pretty soon. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, the main thing we've been doing is the pandemic research. So they're, they're going to create thing. mediocre podcasters? Out of- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you said it, not me. Right. <laughs> well, they're going to do that to journalists, too, eventually. There will be algorithms to write stories. Yeah? Oh, yeah. See, this is the thing, man. We are in the last gasp of creativity. We are the last run of artists. I bet you... How and many we years- still suck. How many years before <laughs> computers just write great songs and make great shows and movies? Won't be long. I mean, look at the, how they animate all these real right. actors now. They don't even need real right. actors yeah. anymore. Yeah, you'll be able to, which is both good and bad, because it'll all just be based on will. You'll just be able to create whatever you want to create, watch yeah, whatever you want You'll never be able to compete, though. I know. That's, that's the hard part. I don't how, think, how are we going to cope with that I don't that think robots will ever be able to uh, master consciousness. I don't know, man. They're pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, anyway, now that I <laughs> destroyed all of our hopes and dreams. <laughs> now that we're in a post-nihilist dilemma. It's true. Look, I say we should be grateful that we got to be... This is a moment in human history. The last people, I'm willing to bet, that in all of human history, that get to be creative. 
And see right there, there wouldn't be that momentary dead air if this was run by a computer or an algorithm. This yeah. AI would have filled in that dead air with yeah. a really quirky, funny answer. Oh, yeah. right. And <laughs> or just like a great see, sound that, effect. This is a, this <laughs> is a <laughs> conflict <laughs> of interest. <laughs> Doug wants to promote <laughs> <laughs> these job-killing AIs. Yeah, dude, he's all about it. He really is. The main thing has been the pandemic and pandemic research coming out of there, which, uh, you know, they created this map that tracks all the cases around the world. And right, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Sue pretty much became... That. Sue the, works for Hopkins, too. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much became the, the go-to resource around the world, sadly, right. because the government had no resource of their own to provide the public. So what you're saying is that you and I can infiltrate this. Sure. And do, like, some funny stuff. We could say that the podcast is also spreading in a <laughs> coordinated fashion with the uh, right, pandemic right, itself. Right, the virus is spreading, but so is the funk. <laughs> Just be fun. Beat that AI. <laughs> um, now, Doug, you're also uh, starring in a recent film. I am. What, tell us about this. It's called. Uh, this is not made by AIs, correct? No, this is 2030. It's directed by a guy named Johnny Boston. How confusing is it going to be when people go back to the movie AI in 50 years? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, that'll be strange. No, go. it's okay. <laughs> AI. I mean, uh, 2030 is about a guy named FM 2030, who's a real sci-fi um, writer. He's dead, but his brain is frozen, um, like Ted Williams and right. Walt Disney. Oh, cool. And the movie is uh, about his uh, reawakening, essentially. And Johnny documents the attempted reawakening of FM 2030. Who, you know, and, he, and by the way, one of these AIs is going to be called Johnny Documents. <laughs> John, Johnny Boston? Johnny Documents. I like that. Johnny you Documents. download Johnny Documents, he takes care of all. Sorry. Go no, ahead. it's okay. It's on Amazon. It's a, it's a cool futuristic, uh, or it's a cool look at what the future might hold if we can freeze our brains and right. come back. Which yeah. I think I'd like to do at some point. I do it. Yeah. I do it. I think the future is going to be pretty sweet. I mean, I, I honestly, part of what keeps me going in life is like, what is my iPhone going to be able to do in 20 years? Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. We live in a cool age. You know, like if you would have told me that this existed 20 years ago, I'd be like, all right, I'll stick around for that. You know? Okay. Sure. You can upload your memories on it. You know, if yeah. you can't remember and something. For listeners, I'm holding up a can of Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> I've been dying to put that scotch tape to work over there. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, man. Mike was yeah. referring to, to scotch tape. Right. Did you make your own uh, case there? Uh, no, I did not make it, but I've kept it together. You certainly nice. broke it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may have um, seen me also on uh, Investigation Discovery's ooh. Evil Kin, Season 4, Episode 9. Whoa, what'd you do on that? I played the avenging son of parents who were murdered. Um, were they murdered in their 80s? <laughs> they were, yes. Okay. Well, yes, exactly. I am, I am old. Um, <laughs> You know, the Discovery Network used to be down in Silver Spring, right, and right, they had yeah. all these extra roles all over the state of Maryland. Yeah, and yeah. After I did the movie, I thought, oh, it would be fun to try to do something cool. like that. It was nice, funny. Nice. It's, Are you going to do more acting stuff? No, I mean... There's plenty of things around here. I mean, you know... A lot of, if a you want to see bad acting, and, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm available for bad, you know, uh, <laughs> extended extra work. Right. Uh, now, this is it true that Walt Disney's brain was frozen? That's not an urban legend? I, I thought it was true. Um, I don't know, actually. I heard... I'm pretty sure Ted Williams is true. Right. There's a conspiracy theory that the film Frozen by Disney was made so that people would stop Googling. They would stop seeing Walt Disney Frozen when they Google the word Frozen. <laughs> really? <by Disney. laughs> really? That's hilarious. Yeah. And, and true. And yeah. isn't QAnon all about... Yeah. Which is why Bill yeah. Cosby should have made a film called... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. The Spanish Fly. Starring Bill Cosby. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's terrible. Um, but well, a great idea. <laughs> what we are discussing today is we are discussing horrific news stories, just to lighten the mood a bit. Uh, let's read one here. This is from Roger Balzik, Cleveland, Ohio. Ginger Hennessy, a woman I met through a social group in Vegas. We were friends, talked frequently. She was writer... A writer, I think he meant, and went to L.A. for a while. I moved, lost track, but FB birthday reminders, notice comments, stopped on birthday a few years ago, or a few years. Contacted a poster and asked. Uh, she had met a cult guy in L.A., moved in with her, tied her up for a religious ceremony, and bashed her head in with a skillet. Nice. Cut her up, dumped her parts in a trash can he bought at Home Depot, 
Oh, this guy's working for Home Depot. Yeah. And filled it with cement. She was dead in the garage a while as he kept living there and using her car. He got caught. It was on 2020 or Dateline. He was in, identified as a different name in the show. My neighbor was the top CSI guy, CSI guy in Vegas. He's on the news. He's special for a minute. So bizarre. And she was so sweet. Well, wow. that's pretty sad. I don't think I could top that. That's awful. Yeah. That's, Sheesh. That's, um, hmm. You, have you heard about this woman? I've I have not heard about a writer. this one. No. Yeah, me neither. Well, that's very tragic. We're sorry to hear that, Roger. I know. She... Um, so, this, yeah, this is a chick he knew. Yeah. I'm assuming the FB reminder stood for Facebook. Nothing gets by you, my friend. <laughs> <Ooh>. All right. <laughs> great, 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 great. That's a horrible story. Good Lord. Yeah, that is very sad. We don't want to, you know, make fun of anything with that. But uh, is that, uh, have, you, have you heard anything like that before? Like, have, you known, like have you known people that... Who are dismembered? I mean, this almost sounds like a meta thing, <laughs> like a, a writer yeah. becomes the story... That she is pursuing. Yeah. I don't know if she was specifically pursuing that story. But if she wanted to date a cult leader to get into what that cult was doing, and then it turned out, that could be a good movie. Yeah, That's it could true. be. Yeah. A lot of these 2020 and other network news shows are so, they're all murder mystery based. I feel like. Absolutely. And I don't think Serial kicked that off entirely, but Serial definitely Absolutely. amplified that right. as oh, a yeah. popular genre. Oh, yeah. But right. it's, it's been a genre since the beginning of storytelling. Absolutely. Really. Yeah. yeah, yellow journalism, oh, yeah. it's called, right? Really? That, was, that was what broke journal, like newspapers, wasn't it? Like as a worldwide phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, yellow journalism is sensationalistic journalism. Uh, it's not necessarily fake, but back then a lot right. of it was. Yeah. Uh, well, like, and Jack the Ripper was like the big story of that nature, I think, that right. really changed things absolutely uh were you involved in writing i was about not that i'm old but i'm not that old okay. but uh so sure um all right well doug can you tell us about uh a a horrific news story that that <laughs> you were covering or sure. involved in or so when i was an investigative reporter at the sun i got a tip about a and this just the genre of uh or the type of person we're talking about here makes me sad it's mm -hmm. disabled foster children mm. so kids who okay. don't really have anybody so this is going to be a very uplifting story oh yeah it's gonna be great it's uh but there's a coincidence to it and a justice to it that i found really creepy in okay. a way because as i started investigating this place that takes care of these kids under contract with the state mm -hmm. i quickly found that the guy that had the contract was sitting in prison on like a 50-year stint for arson because he tried to burn down a row house uh, where his baby mama was living, essentially. While they were in it? Yes. There's got to be, like, two... I mean, arson, like, burning down an old house and burning down a house with the intention of killing someone. Yes. Like, that's... He first got and second degree. Yeah. Right? Well, I think Wouldn't it's it felony... murder or attempted murder and arson at that point? I don't remember what they convicted him. I'm pretty sure it was felony arson, which carried, like, 50 years or something like that. Okay. But this is the guy who won the contract and got it extended from the state. It's as if nobody had looked into his background and realized, oh, we're giving a contract to a company whose CEO is actually in prison Whoa. in Maryland. So that was oh like the first God. red flag. Wow. That's a pretty big that red flag. That is always a red flag. Yes. Yeah. You want to look out for that. Yeah. And they had some adult, um, disabled adult homes as well, and they had not the greatest quality, so they canceled their adult uh, contract, but they let them keep the contract that they had with disabled foster kids. It's like, Jesus. you can't take care of the adults in a way that's, right. uh, you know, that the state can approve, but you can take care of disabled kids. Ugh. Anyway, so that was the first big red flag. And the more I dug into them, these kids are put in apartments, really, mm -hmm. like all over the state after they, um, what's it called, uh, deinstitutionalized mental care, mental health. Mm -hmm. So rather than having them in a single institution right they put them all over the place so they're kind of in the community they okay. can get out is that better for them generally they here? say so uh -huh. but i think it what sounds it, like it might be you know like, i think in theory it is because then when you have the institution and they're all in one place right right either way bad things can happen yeah just because every system's imperfect but in this case um they're in these apartments and these kids are on like trach machines or getting you mm. know food lines and breathing lines and they're just really in bad shape mm -hmm. this this one kid was particularly um he was crippled uh disabled like mm. paralyzed from his mm -hmm. neck down 
And as I was investigating this place, I got a tip from somebody I knew who said, hey, I know you're looking into this place, this company. Did you know that one of their kids died over the weekend? Mm. And so that really accelerated the reporting. And we, you know, we wrote a break, breaking news story about that because I figured out who he was. Mm. And um, the sad thing was, so his story ended up, um, what I was able to see is that they were understaffed and they didn't have enough nurses, these mm. nurses that care for these kids. You know, there's so few of them. They have so few, they have so many kids to take care of. Mm-hmm. And once I figured out the kid's name through some other sources, it turned out the son had written about him like five years earlier or seven years earlier when he was like three mm-hmm. in an investigation into social services, uh, a program that tried to put kids back with their problematic families as soon as possible. Mm. And this kid got put back to his mother who said, I don't, I don't want them. I'm not Jeez. ready. Even the grandmother who was the kid's foster parent at the time, don't give them back to my daughter. She's not ready. She's still getting over drug addiction. Mm. But they insisted. They mm. put him back in, mm-hmm. and she was not living in a stable environment. Kid ends up crippled, paralyzed, falling down the steps. Oh, my God. And here we are, 10 or 7 years later, and his story back then created a lot of change on, on that program. Mm-hmm. And then here we are, 7 years later, it's the same kid who ends up dead Jeez. while we're doing an investigation of... Oh, my God. How did he die? He... Um, I think it was sepsis of some sort. Uh, um, he was in bad shape, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But they never fully determined the exact cause, if I remember correctly. Like I think they let the the, the home that took care of the kid off the hook, essentially. Hmm. But the, the, they ended up canceling their contract. They got fired. Mm-hmm. And I found another company that had the other contract. They moved the kids into that other place. And who they also moved was like all the people that were caring for the kids over to the other place as well. Mm. And that was half the problem. A lot of those, Uh, they're not full nurses, but they're nurses assistants. And a lot of them didn't have the training that they were supposed to have. Yeah. So it's a horrific story in that this poor kid had such a horrific life. I mean, these are the kinds of stories you run across in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. When a kid's abandoned Mm -hmm. or crippled and, you know, come from no means at all. And the state has to take care of them. And I think for the most part, they do a pretty good job, but Mm -hmm. these kids that fall through the cracks are, yeah, in really bad shape. Mm, so, sad. Yeah, sorry to bum you out. With no, that no, no. One. That's what we brought you here for. To bum you out. Yeah. But you said there's some kind of kind of twisted justice at the end, right? I think so because his story. This kid, while he died, he gave a sort of gravity to this story that it otherwise might not have had. Mm-hmm. Sadly, um, and I felt by when I was speaking to a lot of the nurses and a lot of these foster parents who deal with kids who end up having to go into these facilities or apartments because they can't care for the kids because they're too sick. I mean, these families are just like heroic. Some of the things they do for these kids when they have live in nurses and they open their homes to them, they were all appalled and they all knew this company was a bad place, Uh but nobody could figure out how to get rid of them. Yeah. Um, There had been inspections and things that I do is like, I'll get, the addresses of all the places where the kids are through the state, like mm-hmm. a Freedom of Information Act request. And then I'll get all the 911 calls for those addresses. Mm. And once I saw that there were all these different calls to 911 for emergencies with these kids, mm-hmm. that was one sort of stage mm-hmm. of the investigation that clearly something was going on. They, the home didn't report any of those 911 calls to the state like they're obligated to, so mm-hmm. they were clearly hiding Right. Whatever poor care was going on there, it was right. poor enough that they would have to call 911. Wow. And then there's all inspection reports that you can get from the state. So I just cobbled that all together and talked to some of the nurses that worked there. And wow. if it wasn't for DeMaud, um, I don't think they would have lost their contract. Uh, I don't think the state would have done some reforms. Sorry, keep going. I don't think the state would have done some of the reforms that they did because they did implement a lot of reforms for these group homes, these group homes that care for these kids, they call them group homes, but they're really like apartment complexes. Right, yeah. and, and they did implement a lot of reforms to try to improve the care. Yeah. Do, do you think it worked? Is, are things better now generally? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, the state is so, you know, um, the state has so few resources to care for these right. kids because it's really expensive. Right, right. And it's just a part of 
Well, it's not like we're in the, the most wealthy state in America. Right, I know. Anything. But, you know, the will to care for kids like this, who are, mm -hmm. they don't really have advocates. And the yeah. advocates they have are not well-funded either. Mm -hmm. um, these are nonprofits that typically try to advocate for these kids. Mm -hmm. And there's so many privacy rules around them as well that it typically doesn't bubble up to the surface until yeah. there's a tragedy. And that's mm. the problem with it. But mm. it's the type of story that's worthwhile. It's the only story I ever cried on. Really? Like, on site. Wow. Because I visited this uh, one woman who had cared for the kid who died at one point, and she had a live-in um, foster son who was in really bad shape. He could only communicate with his eyes and his mouth, and he, you know, he's really tied to a lot of tubes, full-time care, and she introduced me to him. I still I want to cry when I think about it. And the look on his face when she spoke to him, it just went from like, mm. oh, this poor kid. He's like, who wants to live like this? But then right. the minute he got some interaction from her, he lit up. Oh, man. And he smiled, and his eyes got really big, and he could, like, you know, make noises, and it yeah. just broke my heart. I think oh, I'd go into the man. bathroom and just get wow. my composure because I, I can't imagine having... right. A, having to care for someone like that mm -hmm. and be as like upbeat as this foster family was mm -hmm. and then also have to be in that position. Like, wow. There are a lot of people who are just much better than I am. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's your conclusion. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. It's hard to, to look at things like that and be like, ugh, I'm a piece of crap. Why I am know. I not? Right. Why am I not just devoting myself to helping these people constantly? It's so terrible. But, you know, I think there's, uh, there's a million good causes in the world and you can't. You can't cover all of them. You True. Know? That's what, I don't get that when people like shame you for not, you know, being a part of this movement or right. donating to this. It's like there's literally eight billion people on the planet. Every last one is suffering in some way. Right. Outside of your circle, you can only really help one or two like right. at a time. You know. Exactly. So you know, but that is I, I certainly get what you mean. Thanks for sharing that with us. It's really heavy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. I appreciate it. I'm a more lighthearted, but. I wouldn't say it's horrific, but it's definitely a more lighthearted story. All right. Well, unless you got to go into that. Let's yeah. read another one, and then we'll get back to it. But no, I, I do want the confessional to be a place where we can be funny and then and also be serious and you know transition back and forth without cool. it becoming grotesque or vulgar. Right. You know. All right. This is from. I wasn't correcting you. I'm just saying like no, that's, that's just, the energy. I'm ready for another dis your, dismembering. Your is definitely. Let's read another dismembering story. <laughs> Eric Allen Johnson from San Francisco. Morgan, Morgan Ingram. Was she being harassed or did her mother make up the story in her head because she couldn't deal with her daughter growing up? I read that whole damn blog. For a while, I thought it might be their neighbor across the street because he was wearing his, the same shirt as one of the guys who got caught on camera, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, have either of you heard of Morgan Ingram? I haven't. I, looked, I, I read up on it. Apparently, there was a girl who uh, died in her room and she was, um, it was ruled a suicide, an overdose. Uh, her parents said, no way she killed herself. She was murdered somehow. Mm. And then they brought in this whole story about stalking. Um, and I think people questioned about how she was being stalked for months before. Mm. And people really questioned whether they were making the story up. For some reason, it hmm. seemed like the parents were making up a story about a stalker who eventually killed her. Where did this take place? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. We, I'm sure we can look it up real quick. Yeah, since I left the, the newspaper, I try to avoid the most grotesque stories, but yeah, that one... Uh, well, you're not going to today, my no, friend. I Welcome back to hell. <laughs> Happy to take you there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it was one of those stories where the... the what was the... Uh, Morgan Ingram. Morgan Ingram? I-N. Um, I guess it was one of those stories where, you know, people felt like the parents were grieving so hard that they couldn't accept the suicide mm -hmm. and kind of fabricate... Maybe, and maybe they were... It's a debate as to how right they were. They're right. like, was there actually this guy who was stalking her? Or was the guy just someone she kind of knew that she, was, that she didn't like? Or, mm -hmm. you know, like if they were... And uh, so it's just, you know, just one of those, those strange uh, stories, I guess, kind of along the lines of uh, Gypsy Rose, yeah. who, whose mother turned her into, uh, you know, a, um, uh, what's that called when you, when somebody, like a... Zombie? Munch. <laughs> no. Uh, a recluse? 
No. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying a cat, to say? Uh, a crazy cat lady? <laughs> a, a lamppost? <laughs> yeah, like a uh, Munchausen's oh, syndrome. Oh, God, person. the worst. What's yeah. Munchausen? Oh, when they when they are like want them to be sick or yeah. whatever? Yeah. So they yeah. look like Well, they I, I think Munchausen's is when you pretend to be sick. Munchausen's by proxy is when yes. you say your kid or someone else. And you're getting uh, them sick. Like in the sixth sense, the movie. Right, the sixth right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. creepy the as sixth hell. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh, weird. I thought you were making like a, a play on words. There. The sixth <laughs> no, sense. No, remember the sixth sense. The, <laughs> the, the girl's mom. They they decide they're gonna help these ghosts, and they discover that the girl's mom was poisoning her. I don't think he knows they're or making her sick. I don't think he knows. Oh, did I just people. blow the sixth sense for you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking of Thirteen Ghosts right now because there was. You ever seen Thirteen Ghosts? Is that another Bruce Willis movie? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So no, you guys. I've only seen Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> Wasn't that like a bad two thousands like it was it was CGI horror? It was like it wasn't bad, I would say. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Like okay. I would watch it. If it was right. on right now, okay. And I had nothing else going on, I'd watch it. Okay. okay. Which yes. I don't have anything else going right. on. I would right. watch so it. So basically literally you right really now. want to watch Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did it have like like someone from American Pie? Like wasn't it that era? Like the uh yeah, shiny, yeah, yeah. It was, bright yeah, uh, teenager. What's that guy's name? The guy who's in all of them, Michael he has like three names. All the all the all the people in the two thousands have three names. Stifler. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Sean William Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in there. Yeah, he had like a stripe across his shirt. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. Uh, they did a keg stand in the middle of a haunted house. It's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> do people? Do kids now like make fun of? Because that's like the seventies now, right? Like for nineties people. Well, I guess yeah, we're all three. Two thousand. Yeah. But like for me, the seventies was like twenty something years ago. Yeah. So so now a high school kid would be looking at that era and making fun of it. Well, I don't think that how people made fun of 20, them. How are the 70s 20 years, for you, 20 years ago for you? Do you not live in the same timeline as the rest of us? No, I'm saying when I, when I <laughs> was a high school kid. 20 years ago was 2000. No, I know. I know. That's my point. I'm saying when I was <laughs> in high school, right. the Got 70s it. was like 20-something years ago. Got and it. that's like what we would make fun of. Right. And uh, so does a kid today look back at 2000 Right. Around that era, Probably, and, that's, yeah. and he looks at that the same way we looked at like disco, right? You know. Well, I think there's, I think it crosses over from, it goes something being cool, then something being not cool, then something, uh, like something being played out, and mm -hmm. then something becoming retro, retro, sure. and therefore cool again. So I think right now we are in a state of '90s and early 2000s nostalgia. So weird. So wow. I don't think people are making fun of the 2000s. Right, right. I think they look back at the 2000s and think, that's cool. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. But the yeah. 2000s are inherently lame to me for that some reason. That is the worst, John. <laughs> that is the worst era. Because it was like, the, the late 80s were so incredibly lame, and then the, the 90s, around 92, kicked in the door. Let's, let's cue the, the music. That happened. Yeah. And then, that happened. and then that was a pretty fucking cool era, if you ask me. Yeah, 90s were great. Like, that was one time when, like, the, the, the underground kind yeah. of successfully made yeah. it into the mainstream. Yeah. Right. And then the backlash against that in, the like, 98, 99... Uh, first, it was Backstreet Boys and uh, <laughs> that's and the Lynn industry Biscuit. striking back, right? right. Yeah. The industry strikes back, yeah. and that's then we right. said, you know what? Napster shut down, game <laughs> over. Yeah, then that's we right. shut down the industry, and then they shut down us again with Scary Movie One through Five. <laughs> <laughs> shut me down with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> who's making Who's making music against the system when you got the Wayans brothers teaming up? Right, right, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. You reminded you me. It, you reminded me in 2000. I was actually on the Howard Stern show. Were you really interviewing God, him? You've got all these secrets, man. And it You're was that like, same year I interviewed Trump. I worked for Forbes magazine. What? Talk about scary stories. These people are so rich and like, just as we know, Trump is kind of grotesque. No mm -hmm. offense if I offend either one of you. My well, I'm rich, so you offended Trump. me there. But there, go on. sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I was at the time trying to tally the wealth or how much uh, radio personalities made because we have a, a Forbes had like a celebrity 100 list. Right. And so I got all the talkers or whatever. And I loved Howard Stern. So I was like, I'll get Howard Stern. And then I kept trying to get an interview with them. And they said, no, no, no. But I had a great source who gave me a really great breakdown on how much he was making in his contract, right. how much right. he got paid for all the on-air Did you tell him you'd like have sex with a chicken or something on the air if I you let you... I probably would have to get... <laughs> I actually interviewed him over the phone. So I called it... So I was faxing over my estimates for how much he was worth uh -huh. to Baba Booey, uh, the producer. <laughs> and uh, he called me. Like one day the phone rang and it's uh, Gary Delabate, And he's like, 
you know, Bolts wants to have you on 730, you know, the next Whoa. day. And so I was talking to him from my apartment in New York at like 730 in the morning. Were you on the air? I was on the air, yeah, what? for like 20 minutes. Oh, my God. And he was calling me a liar and my terrible <laughs> journalist and my calculations nice. were all wrong. But like Stuttering John was on my side. And wow. Della, uh, Always good to have was on my corner. side. Oh, yeah. Because I was making a lot of sense, and then he cornered himself into like this range between like Letterman and I forget who else. And then, do you have this on tape? If you if you can YouTube it, it's it's on YouTube. Oh my god, you got you got to stop holding back on me, Doug. You got all of these stories, (laughs) please. But if uh, it were me, I it's the first thing I would say to people because I want to impress them, dude. That was twenty years that you had him on your podcast. Yeah, (laughs) I'd somehow (laughs) finagle that into like being. (laughs) I did a um, stoop story. Not too long ago about interviewing Trump. Well, Trump came up in that interview about um, when I went to his office to interview him. And he he wanted, I was so hungover and just a mess. Uh-huh. And my editor had sent me because he's like, Trump thinks he's worth a billion more than what we've estimated. And he's not. Right. And he's like, I'm sick of going to interview the guy. So you're you're going. I was like 20 <laughs> something. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Wow. I was so broke. I had like... Literally, I'm not kidding. I had a subway token. That's how long ago this was, too, in New York, in my pocket, and that was like my entire net worth. <laughs> and Donald. And Trump's- you actually thought you had a, a subway ticket more than you actually had, much yeah. like Donald Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> this isn't round trip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and you're it- like, we're in the same boat, buddy. I can relate to this. <laughs> and I knew he was. I mean. I grew up, uh, Trump was sort of like the businessman. Right, you know, like, right. Yeah, he's like a... And I had friends who thought he was great and hilarious. This is before, um, what's it called? The, uh, the Apprentice. Presidency. <laughs> <laughs> the Apprentice. Yeah. I mean, The Apprentice. Um, Did he so, do anything after that got canceled? Uh, he became president. Yeah, oh, right. right. Sorry, forgot about that. He was Go planning ahead. to run for a so while. So not much. His, kind of, his career's <laughs> kind of gone downhill. But he, you know, he'd said my, he, you know, when I came into the office, he's like, nice suit and like, yeah, I knew he was a liar right, right there because right. I had like this really crappy suit. <laughs> I mean, I was so poor at the time. You I had, had a bindle no over your shoulder with like right. polka dots yeah, on it. Exactly. Sad clown makeup on for some reason. <laughs> and uh, he, I was sitting in like the middle of this office and he was behind this giant desk. Of course. And then he had like four of his finance guys against the wall. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm a brand new uh, financial journalist for <laughs> Forbes magazine. <laughs> Um, I know nothing about <laughs> finance or business. You guys got a beer. Right. <laughs> and I got this one token in my pocket, and I'm a little hungover, a lot hungover, actually. And I have a cyst on my ass, my like right in the crack of my butt. <laughs> nice. And I had this recurring cyst. Well, are you wearing it- a Who Farted t-shirt at this point? <laughs> no. I Do you have like the double beer uh, <laughs> helmet with the straws that go into your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Forbes magazine, I'm sitting there like, Oh, my ass hurts so bad. <laughs> I gotta get up. <laughs> I'm like shifted in my seat. I'm getting right. a little sweaty. So this is like when Homer goes into Mr. Burns' office, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I don't I can't really rebut with him when he's talking about his uh no pun intended, but <laughs> I can't really fight back because I know his file fairly well, but I'm not these four yeah, finance guys right. and Trump. But the only one thing I had like really locked down was this one building like downtown and Wall Street area that, you know, we had the records that showed that the Japanese investors owned 90% of this thing. He owned like 10%, maybe 5%, Mm -hmm. and then got like money to put his name on the building. Got a couple of subway tokens. Yes. Yes. He's got a couple of subway tokens there. But he wanted the entire value of the building counted toward his net worth. Okay. So that was the only thing I challenged him on. And I said, right. Well, don't the Japanese own? I thought I was like such a badass when I said it. Like, don't right. the Japanese really well, own Mr. most Trump. of that building? And he's like, you have no idea. Blah, 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 blah. You know, your <laughs> your magazine is clueless. You have no idea how rich I am. And I was like, there was no, there was no interviewing him. Right, right. I was sitting there getting yelled at <laughs> for an hour, which is why my editor sent me. And I got back. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when I went back, I lived in the East Village. Forbes was in the village. It was a great office back in the day. Sure. And uh, I went to my apartment first to soak my cyst before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always want to soak the cyst before you get down soak to business. <laughs> and for some reason, I had a bloody nose in both nostrils. <laughs> that sounds about accurate for this portion so, of you at the time. <laughs> I'm sitting in a tub with two uh, um, 
uh, what are they called? They go in your ears. Cotton I had them. balls. Cotton like, balls. Uh, right, yeah. right. Q-tips. Q-tips. Okay. A Q-tip in East Nostril. Okay. <laughs> to stop the blood. I have a feeling you dropped part of your meatball sub into the water at one point <laughs> and then pulled it out and ate it. <laughs> and my roommate, who was like a pharmaceutical salesman, comes in, he opens <laughs> yeah. the door, and the bathroom, we had such a small apartment, the bathroom's like right there. He opens the door and he sees that the bathroom door's open and the light's on. And I'm usually not home at this time. It's like, I don't know, one, maybe 12 o'clock. Okay. He swings it open. <laughs> he sees me sitting in the tub <laughs> with Q-tips in my nose. And he's like... Right, right. Yeah. That was our soundtrack. If he didn't know you better, he'd probably think you just came back from the unemployment office or something. Right. Right. You've been playing Xbox all day. Pretty much. But in fact, you were interviewing Trump for Forbes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. Right. And then we had our power turned off like 15 minutes later. Like the, <laughs> the Con Edison man dings the this could thing. become any more of a 2000s like loser guy comedy. Right. <laughs> and that's what the Stoop story was about. It was like nice. life in your 20s. And right, 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 right. I was poor. I had no health insurance. I was out of control. Right. Partying. Well, at least you have the caveat of I was also working for a right. big magazine. You know, most True. people have that and nothing else, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't get a job at a subway, oh you know? God. Yeah. Even yeah, I, I moved to New tokens. York totally poor, so I expected it. Right, that right, would be the right. Case. And just for the record, Doug did in fact get himself together and take care of all that, and he's now an upstanding That's right. citizen. That's he's right. uh, he's only got one Q-tip shoved in his nostril right now. <laughs> yes. yes, and the cyst is gone. Cyst, I, so. I can verify that. Yes, we'll see <laughs> when we I stand up before the interview. I hope I didn't stain the couch. Ooh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But wow. sorry, I, I, I digress. We digressed, but I'm happy about it. That was okay. a that digress. was quite a detour. I say it like that. Okay. Yeah, because I uh, I had some other horrific stories. If we want to U-turn back, sure. Well, to... let's let's read another. Uh, let's read the, our final. Uh, this is from someone we we might know, Violet Gray. Okay, you know Violet Gray. Jimmy yes. does. Do you, Jimmy? No. Uh, Doug, Doug, other Jimmy. <laughs> Who is she? Uh, she is a local comedian. Yes. Okay. Uh, who is? Uh, I think it's it's okay to say a trans person. Okay. Um, and she's very very funny. Uh, but this isn't funny. This is serious. <laughs> a family of four went to their summer home in Hawaii to find that a man was living there, and when police took him away, they went in and found that he'd peed all over everything. <laughs> And that it sounds like Doug's uh, <laughs> drunken weekend. And, and that he was keeping a journal on his plans to abduct the family and perform surgery on them to make them higher beings like them himself. That's where it differs. Okay. His name is Ezekiel Zayaz. He had all these batshit theories, and in his journal, he simply made up the husband's erectile dysfunction in his head, and it was one of the things he was going to cure them of. And apparently two months ago, this guy was charged with murdering his cellmate. Well, um, Doug probably doesn't feel like such a loser anymore after telling his. Uh, <laughs> That's um, a strange story. If your name is Ezekiel Zayas, you're you've got to be a cult leader or. Yeah, if your name That's... is Ezekiel and you don't go by Zeke, right? Right, right. First of all, you're Ezekiel. missing on a giant opportunity because right. Zeke's a cool name. It, mm, it's a good signature too. Yeah, I'd love to have a Z in my signature. I do kind of feel like that was like where I grew up in Virginia. Like that was the name of a kid whose parents were super weird religious. You know, <laughs> right? Really? Yeah, because they name him like Ezekiel, and he'd go by Zeke. Right. You know, I would just name my kid Zeke. Okay, I think people do that. Zeke Celeste. Well, anything with a Z. When I was a kid, Zach was the ultimate cool guy name. What about Zane? No, no. no. Zane. See, these just all seem like lame versions of Zach to me. <laughs> Zach is a cool name. Every, all the names wish they were Zach. Well, right. What was the cool guy name in your era, Jimmy? Jason. No. Jason. Cool guys were named Jason? Connor. Connor, Jason, and uh, I got, you, you can't ever really go wrong with Zach. Zach's a, a classic yeah, cool guy absolutely. name. It's kind of like the Carly for girls. You know, like right. you never met an ugly girl named Carly. Right. I've never yeah. personally met an ugly girl named Carly. I never met a, a not cool guy named Zach. Yeah. I've met cool guys. I've met not cool guys named Zach, but I've never met a guy who other people didn't think was cool named Zach. Sure, sure. Because he gets away with it because his name's Zach. His name's Zach. He just it, comes with a spike and yeah. a pair of sunglasses. Wait, is this show sponsored by Zach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Zach. Uh, he's, he's really cool. Um, that's all I wanted us to tell you. <laughs> Don't forget, Zach. <laughs> what was the cool guy name for you growing up, Doug? Uh, other than Doug, it was, uh, <laughs> I think it was Mike. 
Nice. Yeah. All right. And I'm not kissing I'm ass cool by that. saying that. Sure. That Mike. seems sure. to be. Right. That's probably why everyone my age is named Mike. Like uh-huh. they, people your age. Right. Although you're not that much older than me, but. I'm coming up on 50. Are you? Well, yeah. I'm almost 40. I remember when you turned 40, and oh. that seems like a couple years ago. We yeah. hung out like a few days before or something. I believe so. God. Yeah. Jesus, right. 40. Time. Um, oh, about Luke. A... Luke is a cool name. Absolutely. That, that was probably popular in the 70s because of Star Wars, I bet. Yeah. It doesn't even remind me of Star Wars. It just sounds yeah. cool to yeah. me. Oh, and General Hospital, too. Luke and Lara. That was another uh, big okay, one. Yeah, a lot of people... So Luke General was a Hospital. popular name when I was coming up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. Laura. I'm trying to think of the girls. I don't names. like names that are almost other names. Like I don't like uh like uh Micah. Yeah, I don't like that. Or uh or Kirsten. Kirsten. It's like it's are like you Kristen or Kirsten? Kirsten? Yeah, it's like you're just Kristen trying to be different. Yeah. I have a hard time with Caroline. Right. Because Carolyn, yeah. Carolyn, yeah. Caroline, and yeah. Eliza, yeah. Eliza. Right. Yeah, right. That's always a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. I will tell you guys this: you are a Jimmy, Jimmy. You look just like a Jimmy, and Doug, you look just like a Doug. Well, thank you very much. I Did you know what my real name is? Is it? It's not Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. What is it? Demetrius. Really? Yeah. I could see that too, actually. Uh-huh. Demetrius means James in Greek, so I just call him Jimmy. Uh, are you see. Greek? Greek and Italian, yeah. Okay. I never mm-hmm. understand that when like a longer name is the shorter version in a different like like Mike is Miguelito and Michael is Miguel. Well, that's because it like Ito and Ita in Spanish is like saying it's like kind of like saying little like oh the little girl like look at them little girls little chiquitas you know like hey huh. you know Miguelito so Miguelito is like a young Michael yeah probably. in Greek it's Dimitraki so so you have Dimitris and then you have Dimitraki which is like the same thing as saying Ito in Spanish Aki so in Greek interesting do you speak Greek not fluently or well I speak it like if you were to talk to like a two and a half year old. I got two lines. See if you can understand them. Okay. Here, something is beautiful. I thought it meant like uh, where, where we went was nice or something like that. Oh, yeah. Orea, yeah. Orea yeah. is beautiful. That's where the cookie Oreo comes from. Oh. Oreo means uh, beautiful. And then, Harikapusa uh, Signorisa. Uh, it's just like the, the uh, <laughs> Irishman. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's something like I had a great time with you last night. You were you were great in bed or something like that. Oh, I think that might mean something. <laughs> Why are those else? the two you know, Doc? I courted a Greek woman in college, and I worked for a Greek deli. And okay, Gene and Tasso taught me these two lines. All right. After we went out, and I used them to try to impress her. Sure. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, then okay. I lived with her, and then her Greek parents would come over and chase me out to the back door. When we went last night was beautiful. It's <laughs> yes. how you how you picked her up. Yep. Somehow, and then <laughs> and she's like, "Wait, we went somewhere last night." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm from the future." <laughs> and by last night, I mean tonight. Right. And then the next day, you say, right. "Last night was beautiful." Something like that. Or there, something. I think they were both. The first night, you just say pizza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were both post dates. Hiero. Gyro? Right, so the right, Greeks yeah. didn't bother you telling you how to say anything to get the date. They just told you a whole bunch of stuff to say post date. Yeah, I think I had to date all. I mean, let's face it. This face I think that's is what enough it was. to yeah. take the first steps. <laughs> I will nice definitely pass. call you. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say angry? I have no idea. There you go. All right, man. This uh, this episode has jumped all over the place. I it's like it. All though. Greek I like to it, me. Though. I feel like <laughs> good one. There Fall we are. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, why don't you tell us one more um, horrifying, terrible story, just to it was just prob- to end on a high note. Yeah, sure. It was probably my biggest, uh, my first big story at a professional newspaper. I was right out of the University of Delaware, and I went to work for the Philadelphia Inquirer and Duke the Dalmatian. So this involves a dog. So if you All love right. dogs, well, here we go. you might not want to listen. Okay. But this ended up being one of the first felony animal cruelty cases. Oh, this is going to be uplifting. Uh, it's so awful. Talk about kids in their 20s who don't know what they're doing, but they had this dog, and they, let me just say, mutilated it, Ugh. killed it. I don't, they were at a farmhouse somewhere in, like, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and were drunk or wasted, and they decided to, like, kill this dog. Ugh. For some reason, I don't remember exactly why. And ugh, the sickest part was like they ended up arresting three kids and convicting them. 
But the one kid took the ears of the dog and sewed them on a hat. Jimmy, do not make a hair of the dog joke right now. <laughs> and wore this so, poor like dog's a, like hat. A, like a morbid ears. Mickey Mouse thing? Oh, my like God, a, yes. But they were like on the front, <sighs> not on the sides. But yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. That's, uh, yeah, it's awful, awful story. But they all got convicted because um, the DA in Bucks County, right. Rubenstein, he was like this old, he was a boxing judge in Philly. Nice. He was like a hard ass. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like, I'm taking this case myself. He, yeah, he came to Bucks Town. That's, that's like an early 90s movie, right? Yeah. Like, that's Bucks a My County? Cousin Vinny type of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, he was the DA of Bucks County. He was, you know, hard smoking. Sure. He was, he was all, he convicted. He's all, all about business. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't take no guff. Yeah, it was a Watch high profile case. punches. <laughs> right. So that's a pretty gruesome. So story. they got drunk and they they killed a dog. Did they yes. did they did they at least kill him swiftly and yes. then mutilate him? Yes. Okay. They did. That's a little bit better. Yeah. With like a, <laughs> I won't tell you how they killed him. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's too gruesome. All right. I think yeah. When I think about animal cruelty things, I think that the most important aspect of those are. Uh, the guys who get drunk and decide they're going to kill it and mutilate a dog for fun are definitely on the radar for people that are going to do that to a human at Absolutely. some point. Like, So, I mean, even if you don't really care that much about animals, yeah. it's still yeah. important to prosecute those guys because Absolutely. that's a future thing. Right. You know, right now it's Doug the Dalmatian. Right. Or what was his name? Duke. Duff, Duck, Duke. 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 Duke the Dalmatian. Sorry, sorry okay. to inject you in that guest. story, dude. <laughs> Doug the guest. Doug the guest. Don't mutilate me, guys. Duke the Dalmatian. Duke the Dalmatian. But next, it could be Doug. It's Duke it today, be. Doug tomorrow. Could Doug, be. Hey. So how long did these guys go to jail for? I don't remember. I think it was a maximum of three years, like like a one to three year term for this new felony animal cruelty law. I mean, I feel like that's that's fair. I don't think you have to like lock people up forever for something right. like that. I mean, they got drunk and they were total assholes. Right. Um, there was some kids from my high school around the jackass era. I think it was like the year after high school. Around this, like literally they live like almost in this neighborhood that we're in right now. Oh, cool. Uh, like, they made, like, a jackass VHS tape, you know, to pass around. Oh, but it was, like, exceptionally cruel. And they, they like, dumped a bunch of, like, rotten milk and stuff on old people at the mall, like, from above. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's... That's all right. That's that's pretty fucked up, but it's not, like, they'll die or anything. But they also, like, tortured an animal on tape or something or like tossing around a, a cat or something like that and they they did jail time wow yeah. wow they went to delaney or towson yeah they went to delaney yeah a new yeah, classic delaney move Sounds towson like high guys towson. never would have done that. i yeah. see one of the guys around sometimes too yeah i don't think it's fair to compare that to jackass so i, I think you're, i know you're it was like jackass some... time but it was in that era when people were doing that kind of the kind of the skater video and these were right. skaters right uh which, if anyone doesn't know, skaters were like punk rockers except for total dicks. <laughs> yeah. And they took, uh, you know, that, that VHS. I guess a lot of people were doing it at that time, like taking that whole trading VHS tapes right. of ridiculous things and like bringing it up another notch until it was literally animal cruelty. Right. That's terrible. Yeah. Another depressing story. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, I guess that's, that's what we do here. Do you, do you have one to lighten us up, Doug, before we go? Another another wacky story from all your adventures with Donald Trump. And, oh, uh, God, let's see. Didn't you interview uh, Count Chocula at one point? I did not interview Count Chocula. I think Trump and Howard Stern were the two big highlights. Um, trying to think of some other good ones. Oh, but I forgot to mention also, Doug got me my start in writing, really. Did I? Yeah, remember when we were doing Patch? Oh, that was right. that was like the first real writing I ever did. Patch.com. I forgot yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, he had me doing the humor column. And That's he will right. eventually bring you to your end with artificial intelligence. That's right. So, yeah, I'm fine. Look, dude, I'm fine that I got in a few things like that before the AI takeover. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I that really was a am. fun experiment. But I'm still writing here and there. You know, yeah. I got something published in Skeptic nice. recently. Yeah. The other story I had. It's, it's not gruesome, but I wrote this story about a poker club. It's like my favorite story. It's these old-time Hamden guys who had this poker club in their basement. They played with these old plastic sure. ships that were all like sticky from whatever, their beer and, and whatnot. Mm. And they lived right next door to me, and I kept meaning to uh, write about them right. because some of them are like World War II vets. Right. They play every Friday night, and they did for like 30 years or wow. something like that. And I kept saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I would peek down there, and there'd be like five of them. And then there was four of them. And then there was three of them. And I was like, hey, what happened to the other guys? Like, oh, they died. 
you know, they're older. Yeah, what kind of question was that, Doug? Like, <laughs> I don't understand this. I said, your game's getting smaller. And they're like, oh, <laughs> this guy died, that did you, guy died. Did you have a falling out? We did not. No, no, but no I'm I, saying I'm, that's what uh, you were right. asking them. No. Um, so I ended up writing this story. There were two of them left. Mm-hmm. But it, it ended up making this story pretty nice or sweet because mm-hmm. they still met every Friday wow. night. Wow. And they would watch, like, horse racing and wow. play, like, just some small card games and just right. hang out and... On the walls, they had any royal flush that anybody wow, ever hit. Wow, that's incredible! They throw the they throw the pack out, take that hand, oh, put it in a so frame. Cool. So there are like fifty frames on the wall. That's awesome. They'd write the names down. Wow! But it was a hilarious end to my story when I was sitting there. It was all about cards, right? And so we we're going through the names of all the guys, and he goes, "Oh, I have a Bible that has all their mass cards in it." And so he pulls it open and he starts reading. Them. There's Bobby and Jimmy and blah 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 blah. And he's like dealing out these mass cards out of a Bible, like they're, you know, like playing <laughs> right, cards. Right, yeah. And then the other guy who was there was like drifted off to watch the TV. And so he looked at me and goes, Oh, and there's uh, John's card too. He's like, oh, What? Hey, I'm still alive. I'm right here. What? So it's like a Twilight Zone <laughs> episode now. Yeah, it was just a, a great way to end the story. And uh, I mean, there's an even sadder story, but I'd like that that, sure, that story sure. really ended well. But yeah, he was yeah. my neighbor, Buzz Chalk, great guy. But he nice. and his wife both passed away from COVID at the beginning of this Really? Oh, yeah, they sucks. lived over in Hamden. And, um, oh, that's sad. He was in hospice already. Uh-huh. And I think his nurse brought it in. So right. he got it. Then yeah. his wife got it. Yeah. And then uh, their oldest son got it as well. God, he, this is a bummer. I'm is sorry. his son okay? Are the son, is the son no, okay? No, son died too. Oh, my God, I Doug. Know. What are you trying to do to us? You bring us this uplifting sorry. old guy playing card yes. story. Poor old Buzz. He was such a great guy. But anyway, I didn't mean to bring no, it down. No, it's all one good because time. the nurse lived, right? That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, she yeah. actually also got arrested for animal cruelty. <laughs> oh. She did live. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, guys. This has been a great time. We tackled some some heavy subjects. We also had some fun, uh, and uh, we would love to have you back sometime, Doug. <laughs> Thank great. you so Thanks much for, for coming. Of course, fun. anytime. And what's where's your movie again? Amazon uh, twenty thirty. It's called. Okay, so look out for that 2030 Get it on starring. YouTube as well. Okay, awesome. I'll Johnny have to Boston. check that out. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. And we will see everyone next week on The Confessional.